I put people to sleep, but I get paid to wake them up. I'm a nurse anesthesiologist, and my job consistently ranks in the top 10 most stressful jobs. Here's just a sliver of why. One, when you put someone under general anesthesia, you give them a drug that renders them unconscious and stops their breathing. Number two, you give them a drug that paralyzes their breathing muscles and their vocal cords so they can accept the breathing tube. And number three, now you have seconds to place the breathing tube before the oxygen in their blood begins to drop and you have to go to plan B. (laughs) It's kind of a big deal. (laughs) And while I enjoy and respect what I do, like a lot of people, I chose my career from a place of shoulds. In 2017, a Gallup poll survey showed 1 billion people globally, only 15% felt inspired by their work. Are you in the 15% or the 85? Today, I wanna share with you how I wake people up. So how do you know if you're on the right path to your true north? It can be as simple as the morning alarm clock How do you feel when you first wake up? Are you excited to get out of bed? Are you hitting the snooze button full of dread? I want to feel like Salvador Dali. He said, every day upon awakening, I experience extreme pleasure, that of being Salvador Dali. And I ask myself, wonderstruck, what prodigious thing will I do today? To feel inspired and fulfilled, our work must express our purpose. If not, we often have this nagging discontent that there's something else we need to do. So how do you find your coordinates of desire? The GPS of the thing you know you really must do. Rumi said, let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of the things you really love. It will not lead you astray. Aligning to our true path begins with acknowledging that nudge, giving in to the call, that gut uneasiness, that there's something more we want from this life, paying attention to our intuition. Have you ever gone searching for your purpose? It's a problem for many people. In anesthesia or medicine, when we're, when we're looking for a problem or a diagnosis, we begin with the patient's history, their story, asking lots of questions. Our story holds clues to who we are, not only physically, but emotionally. And when we can find the problem, the pinpoint the, the problem, then we can create a plan, a path forward. Well, I believe that your history, your story of challenges, triumphs, and transformations holds the key to unlocking your gift, your purpose, and your path. And today, I wanna share a three-step process using your story to unleash your genius. But first, I wanna share a quick story in two chapters. We come into this world bold and brave and ready to conquer. But somewhere along the way, many of us lose that. We lose trust in our own voice, our own inner knowing. Chapter one, the artist. 
Since I was a kid, I had drawn and painted and created. And when I got to college and got to take some real art classes, I absolutely fell in love with art. But I was also a science nerd. Botany, genetics, zoology, dissecting and questioning the way the world was put together. But I knew that I wanted to pursue my passion in art. And that's when the should started. Oh, you should really stick with the sciences. You should really pursue something where you can get a job. So my fourth year of college, I applied and was accepted to nursing school with the intention of, okay, I'll work part-time as a nurse and then I can pursue my art on the side. But guess what? Life happened. Marriage, family, bills, and I didn't love, I didn't love nursing. I didn't, and, and it wasn't just the bedpans or, or, or the baths, but it was the overloaded, spread-thin nurse-to-patient ratio with lack of support from management who could always justify their staffing numbers on paper while the trenches told a different story. Ten years into the profession, and I was miserable. I had the house, I had the car, I had the 401k, but I also had the golden handcuffs. And I wanted a different life, but I had no idea how to make it happen. So I began trying to take the edge off, throwing a couple of drinks back after work, and a couple of more, and I became quite the party girl. But it's, I can laugh about the insanity of it now, but it wasn't funny. It was a dark time and I was on a downward spiral and it got worse before it got better. And I was desperate for change. And in my mid thirties, I got some help. I got sober and I found my way into a sculpture studio. I loved my hands in clay, pushing a lump of mud around to a form that can, <laughs> it's true. Pushing a lump of mud around to a form which can actually evoke an emotion on a cellular level. Art is just a problem-solving process of taking an idea and making it a reality. How do you capture the mid-air energy of a grand jeté ballet movement in a bronze sculpture? From idea to the sketch to the excitement of pouring a cauldron of red-hot molten bronze, this was the best time of my life. It was the freest I'd ever felt. When do you feel pure joy, pure freedom? Is it that early morning run where you can actually see the rhythm of your breath fog and dissipate, fog and dissipate? Or maybe it's a the thrill of a roller coaster ride where you Get that adrenaline rush just at a few seconds of zero gravity when your stomach falls into your chest. Or maybe it's as simple as pushing a pie into the oven, knowing that your kids will grow old with the equation of the memory of the smell of baked apples equals love. <laughs> Whatever your thing is, feel that and remember let yourself be drawn by the strange pull of the things you love. I am a creative problem solver, but I couldn't figure out how to make the jump from nursing to art financially. 
And that's how I ended up as a nurse anesthesiologist. <laughs> and it has been a very rewarding career that I'm grateful for. However, I still had that tug on my soul for something more. Chapter two, the secret sauce. That a morning alarm, alarm clock test, several years ago, I found myself hitting the snooze button, dreading meeting the day. I was still seeking and searching for something. And accidentally, I found my way online learning everything about marketing. The long story short is, I began helping normal people, passionate people, to monetize their expertise online. And I really enjoyed the creative process, the uh, coaching aspect, but I knew there was still something missing. I didn't just want to help people create a business. I wanted to help them wake up every day with the excitement of expressing their genius and their mission in their work. Steve Oshler said, until you become who you were born to be, your soul will make it clear that you have yet to reach your full potential. I began digging into my own history, my own story, asking lots of questions, just as if I was my own patient. And what was it that I really wanted? What did I truly desire? How can I create a business and life that's aligned with who I am? And I discovered a process that helped me identify my gift, my purpose, and my path. And I call this the Genius Identity Code. This is the secret sauce. Now, remember at the beginning when I said in my job that I put people to sleep and I get paid to wake them up? I'm excited to say that now in my coaching business, I get paid to wake people up. There's three parts to the Genius Identity Code, also known as the GIC. Number one is your gift. What is it that you've always done that you do so naturally you may not even realize it's a gift? What do people come to you and ask you for help with? What would you do even if you didn't get paid? I have my clients pick five people that know them well, friends, family, colleagues, and ask them to share five things with them that, are, that they consider to be their gifts or that they find fascinating about them. And we take these 25 plus characteristics and use it to define and name their gift. For example, I am a creative possibility architect. <laughs> My friend Norb is an innovative visionary strategist. Eve Insler said, I believe that freedom begins with naming things and I believe that naming your gift helps you claim its power, honor it, and remember it. The second part of the GIC is purpose. If you look back through your history, your timeline, looking at the challenges that you've overcome, the stories of transformation, this helps us to understand the challenges we feel called to solve. For example, if you felt silenced as a child, perhaps you feel called to help people find their voice and express their message. Were you denied something based on your race, your gender, your sexual orientation? Are you on a mission for equality? Have you overcome some physical challenge or an addiction? Whatever it is, everyone has a story that can help another human.
Number three of the GIC is your path. Your path is how you best express your message and your mission. I help my clients to plot their course based on their identity, who they are, their personality traits, their numerology life path, their core values. This helps us to make decisions in line with our mission based on who we are. I want to recap real quick. Number one, name your gift. It is your superpower. Number two, identify your purpose. It's how you use your superpower for the good of humanity. Number three, find your path. It's, it's your unique style, your fun and flair way to take your superpower on its journey for the good of humanity. Gift, purpose, path. These are the coordinates of your true north. Know your code, live your purpose. And if you're not feeling like Salvador Dali when you wake up, then ask, am I living my purpose? Am I using my gift? And if not, go back to your code. The Genius Identity Code also helps you to articulate your message. It's kind of like your DNA sequence of your life's mission. My code is CPA-FEM squared dash 23 slash 5 plus 7 FCA. <laughs> now, just like my DNA sequence, that means nothing to you, right? But here's what it translates to. I'm a creative possibility architect on a mission to help others fully express their message and execute their mission through freedom, adventure, and creativity. Now, how 007 cool is that? Okay? <laughs> I want everyone to have their genius identity code so they can spend less time in the shoulds, more time in their zone of genius, more time feeling the joy of expressing their heart's desire. I work with, I often work with uh, coaches that are frustrated about all the tactics and strategies they've tried to get their business going and they still don't quite have the results they want. They're missing this foundational piece because the Genius Identity Code helps you have clarity and confidence on the work you do because it becomes apparent that your superpower is something you've been honing for a long time. And it becomes apparent why you've had this tug on your heart to share your message and your mission. That tug on your heart, it doesn't go away. It's there for a reason, to wake you up. Find your genius identity code. That's how you'll best serve others. That's how you'll have your biggest impact, influence, and income. And that's how you wake up your huge genius machine. Thank you, guys.